It's Halloween, y'all. Our spookiest episode yet. Hello and welcome to episode 31 Look, of Triangle Squared. Is it really 31? 31. Sweet. Episode 31. You know what that means. You know what that means, though? Lucky number 31. Oh. I missed it last week. Got called out for it. Won't. It's not the first time you've missed it. Is it really? Oh, wait. Not? Hold on. No, it is. The, I think the other one, because you remember Sherico said twenty, only 28 of which? Oh, yeah, Blaze. because I was only, yeah. Blaze, Blaze. Blaze. It must be. It must be. was obviously not in the right shoes that day. Yeah. And I was wasn't not. last week, so I apologize to all the viewers. I uh, That was my fault. And it won't happen again. And what about the listeners, Saul? So inconsiderate. Any fans... People, <laughs> any people who can average this Joes media? who listen to uh, this media. Speaking of which, you can catch us on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud. Oh yeah, I was getting there. SoundCloud? Yeah, we are Triangle Square. Yeah, that's right. SoundCloud, <laughs> hey, a PlayStation podcast. You can reach us or find us on YouTube in video format or audio format on. Let's see, Saul, which ones did you cover? iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, not SoundHound, Podcast, uh, podcast Addict, Podbean, addict, a bunch of them. So, everything. Yeah, let's just, you know, we really just need to start wrapping that up into podcast services. All podcast services except Spotify. Except Spotify. Yeah, that's true. Except Spotify. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, if you would give us a review, let us know how we're doing and get us up there in the numbers so people have an easier time finding the show on that service in particular, that'd be fantastic. But Saul, it is time to get into this show. It has been the most ridiculous week for work for me. Me too. And I feel like we say that a lot, but I really want to say that I could tell with you that it's been a ridiculous work week and I am more sore this weekend than I have ever been. More Sora? More Sora, yes. Um, Spooky Halloween Town costume. You know, we didn't even talk about the fact that I scored the uh, the Kingdom Hearts Halloween Town Sora pop last week. I don't know what was wrong with me. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah, that should have so, been our centerpiece. First things first, have you up. had time to play games? And if so, only really what have you been playing? Before work, and I have only done the dailies and the weekly stuff for Destiny 2. Okay, and now, I know you played some of Stick of Truth. So, for people who don't know, halfway Saul through, never I think. played Stick of Truth, right? And so, it's great. Yeah. Um, I am. So he still got the whole the fractured butthole to go through. I'm about halfway through, I think. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, let's I, just say I picked a certain thing, and then i I got through with this, the quest to pick something, and I got to choose. So I picked something. Okay, I think I know where you're at. You are probably about halfway through. Okay, I felt um, like the I felt like I was halfway through. Don't be wrong. I feel like trying to like not spoil that game that came out in like what 2013 or 13? Yeah, something like that. Maybe 14. I think quite, 14. It's quite old. But you know, a lot of people like me who had never played it has finally picked up the fractured butthole, and you get it with it in most copies. I think that that's a. Um, I think it's a pack in regardless. They were saying you had to pre order it, but I think they've. Well, I, I, thought, I think that was probably just marketing talk. Uh, probably, I have not seen a co- maybe. I mean, to be fair, this is still early days of the game. Yeah, it so could you, be it could just be that the, the initial copies have not sold. But it, yeah, well, the only thing about that is I don't understand why that game is just not separately available for purchase on PS4. It's not like we went when we went out of town last weekend. I was trying to find eBay codes on Amazon. You can't find it anywhere. That way you could play it before you go trying to dive into the fractured butthole. But yeah. here, to be fair, you're getting two games for the price of one. And if you would have bought, I mean, 
don't you're still paying sixty dollars technically right now? You paid sixty dollars just to play an older game, but it's a fantastic game. And I have and the fractured butthole to go through. Out of curiosity, from what you've played, because you've played more than enough to know, is ha, has there been any weird performance drops? Frame rate once, issues. Um, once I saved the game and I went out of it, and I had a black screen, but I could hear the environment around me, okay. and well, I could I move. Guess, that that makes sense. I was thinking more like uh, where the game kind of gets choppy and weird and slow and like no, that's never frame happened. rate drops when you're walking around town. Nope, nope. So Good. it's been solid. I, a little 60, bit of an issue. I guess maybe thirty. I'm not sure what the frame rate is in this game actually. Normally I can tell, I don't know. but with this weird art style, it's kind of hard because it still has the cardboard look. I yeah, mean, it's it is hard. I really do like the game though. Me and uh, me and Annie were playing it, and have you been just, like playing it together? Uh, well, no, she's kind of just watching me, like she's watching South Park, basically. And I like to go around and smack NPCs with my weapon. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Cartman's mom is especially the fun one to hit because she moans. But what about <laughs> what about you, good sir? Oh, well, I, I played Thumper. Thumper is a, is one of my favorite games out this year. Too. Now you're playing that on Switch, though, right? Yeah. Now, so if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Thumper a, a PSVR launch title? I think it was a PSVR but you launch can play title it without VR. And as I well. know, I know it's on regular PS4, and I know it's on Switch. It might be on Xbox. It's probably on PC. Yeah, I'm actually. I have no clue. Uh, but it's that's a super fun, super Rhythm different game. game. Right? Uh, not, not really. Kinda. Um, I don't play it a lot with the music, um, but I do know that when you hit stuff, it does like, kind of chime and make stuff. I'm on the fourth. Okay, level. so like you hitting stuff starts to make the music not necessarily it, it's not even adding it's not even composing a lot of the soundtrack that's already there to my knowledge i played it a couple times on the tv and then i pretty much played it handheld with the volume almost all the way down makes sense uh, that's I do really that occasionally with a actually that's a that's a big issue with me with a lot of handheld games uh definitely when the vita stopped getting the um more triple a voiceover games right um I actually just stopped playing with my volume up because I like the entirety of my 3DS just did, volume down. I never had the volume besides Kingdom Hearts. See, I did uh, uh, Drop Distance. That's the only game I played with volume. Animal Crossing and uh, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire because I love the Pokemon. Uh, that that generation the of soundtrack. Pokemon had the best soundtrack. So it is a good soundtrack. I listened I to it for it. a little bit, but then I got tired of it and. Never like it's around one eighteen. I think is my favorite song on that game. But there's um, some cool ones. There's some cool. What, ones. what about you this week, sir? I know you've been busy as well. As okay, we've well, said. you've been playing the Stick of Truth. I beat the Fractured Butthole. I saw you enjoyed it on Twitter. Very much so. It's really good. Uh, and it's funny because I don't. I, I don't mean it in a bad way at all. And I just wanted to come out and say that first and foremost. But the game. It's weird how it still manages to keep every bit of when you're done with it, like that felt like everything that a South Park episode or, you know, South Park content should be. Yeah. Um, but in a way, it was a little more toned down, I feel like, than the first one, but not to the not to any kind of a detriment. I think the first one's story, um, and what and what they chose to do to go on with, and of course the stuff that was kind of just going on in the world, because these games are very I, I, set in universe they're, they're like social commentary to an extent i mean don't be wrong a lot of it's just stupid social commentary but there's jokes right about what's going on in the time in which things are made south park the show has always done that they pulled yep. in they're really good about it pop too. culture for the time being and, and and social things that are going on at the moment so yeah the, i just feel like where we're at they're going a different direction so it's not quite as what i would say uh, it's not quite as politically cr- correct. No, it's not. It's not quite as crazy as the stick of truth. The stick of truth, definitely late game. It, it goes, 
it goes a lot it, of places it, that you're just, like, I I've, can't believe this is in a game. I've been there so far with just that. Never oh mind. yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you've already done the thing where your parent or where the parents are. Have you done the Pair, fight? Parent. Have you done the fight where have you touched? Have you dealt with the underpants gnomes at all? No. Okay, you got some stuff to do. That's what I hear. I am. I I got finished with the second time through the school to kind of refresh your memory. Have you been to Canada yet? No, I didn't think so. I'm pretty sure it's a late game. Yeah, I'm enjoy- now. You're is, gonna enjoy that. Is the fractured butthole? Is that set kind of like this game is where you're role playing in the past? Uh, well, this game, even the stick of truth, you're not role playing in the past. You're well, just yeah, it's it's like, but it's like elves versus you know. Yeah, but like no, you're just role playing in the city. So yeah, and, and but is just, it has similar like elves style themes and stuff, or is it more new agey kind of stuff? No, this is meant to be modern. This is okay. Superhero. That's what I thought because that's yeah. I was gonna say I saw um, the whole the, the whole basic joke of this, the whole basic through line that there's been since day one is that, and it's following Mr. And it's following the Coon and Friends thing, and then in the shows they broke off to Freedom Pals because right. Mysterion goes off Mr. and does that. Yep. Butters so just with left. all that being said, the the way that the storyline is basically going towards is that they're making fun of the the Marvel franchise, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right, and the DC yeah. Cinematic or the DC Extended Universe, whatever they call the film one. Um, and it's about them wanting to get money to get their franchise off the ground, and then who gets what, like who gets their own Netflix series versus who gets their own movies and stuff like that. So it's ridiculous. I'm I'm super excited to jump into it, but it's really fun. Uh, and it, and I'm glad to an extent that it doesn't try and play off the same stuff as the Stick of Truth, just because if that like everything about this game, you're like okay, yes, this is a continuation of Stick of Truth in terms of like iteration, like it's building off of what that game did, right? But everything had to be different, otherwise. I feel like it probably because like I take I still think in the long run I prefer the combat in the Stick of Truth. I, I'm not sure why. It may have just been that simplicity is key. Uh, the the combat is really good in the Fracture Behold. I'm not saying it, it's not. I really enjoyed it. Um, but and I will say one thing about the Stick of Truth. Uh, let do my kind of mini review here. Uh, story fantastic, really funny, exactly what you expect. All the social commentary of things that are going on now are in the game in funny ways. Uh, and you know they they still keep their they're not afraid to break any kind of taboo. They don't care what people think about what of they're course. saying. It's yeah, just, it's, and it's funny. Um, but the combat, I was at most impressed that the combat continued to introduce new mechanics all the way throughout until the very end of the game. Well, that's cool. Uh, and I was really impressed with that. And I don't remember that being true in Stick of Truth to the biggest extent. I feel like for the majority of the game, you kind of had the majority of what you were going to do halfway through the game, which is typical of a game, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this game's, uh, you know, Stick of Truth... You've seen it's just typical. You don't move. It's just typical turn-based. Right. But with active things you can do to, like, you can actively block and actively try and do a crit by timing your attack right. Yeah. Well, that, that stuff exists here. Uh, but you also get to move around. So it's like uh, it's it's a plane, and there's, you know, depending on where you're at, it's a bigger area or a smaller area, depending on where you're at. Um, and it's set up to where you move around kind of like a, a turn-based strategy. Kind of like where you see the, the grid and you have a you have so fire emblem yeah like you have movement squares I'm and you can move it. and you and so you have more of a 3d awareness so you can set up where you can like walk behind somebody and then do a move that causes knockback to knock them into I someone like to do extra damage stuff like that it's really cool uh and i'm glad that they didn't copy the stick of truth because it would have felt too familiar i think so everything in the game is done really well uh, and i think it was well worth the wait because i remember uh early in the year you asked me what the game do you think i'm most excited for uh, and this was one of them, and it came through in every shape and form. Um, 
So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's been a really good year for games, and every time I beat one of the games that's come out this year and it just continues like they, and they keep being good, I'm just amazed. Right, which um, is good. And we have a lot of them, especially around this time of now year. Now, I have one final thing to say, and I already mentioned to you lightly. I hopped into Destiny 2 this week uh, for the first time in like two and a half weeks, maybe. Yeah. Uh, realistically, and when I hopped in, I just was not feeling it. Uh and yeah, don't I wrong, I wasn't doing too well because I haven't played a shooter in two and a half weeks, nor Destiny, which is very fast-paced. Um, but even outside of that, I just was like, eh. It was, there was some stuff going on that I couldn't keep my attention to it. So I think it's a little unfair for me to completely say this game, but I'm probably not going to bounce back into the game until the dawning stuff starts going on. Yeah, and that It makes... gives me time to play all these games, definitely with the first game on the drop. I, I had honestly forgotten, I don't know how, that, that was coming, so I'm going to need enough time to play all those. Yeah, and... Um... Let's um, see. I think that's... RJ hopped on to help me tr- try and help me do the 300 Nightfall, and I was not prepared. Which one was it when uh, y'all tried? Pyramidian. Was, okay, dude, I'm telling you, that one was that one's actually difficult um, because me, you, and Jeff over there at a Kind of Funny Best Friends podcast, we tried that tried for like four hours, and it just took... Did not work out. Didn't work out a week, but... But we also were underleveled at the time. I, yeah. I hoped being over 300 would have helped. Well, I'll tell you what, this, um, this new... Uh, this week the arms dealer is the strike. I have gotten to the boss fight and got him down to a sliver of hell by myself. Which one's on the arms dealer? Nightfall. The uh, the one where you run through the cabal ship and at the end he jumps on platforms and has the shield. Oh, you have to do the. Yeah. So maybe if we can get like Joe or Gavin or somebody on with us, then we can get that done. Okay. Because I, well, I, I may get try it by I'll myself hop in again, but we'll see. It Not just has to be a random time that I feel like doing it. Yeah, that so makes sense. We'll see. I just I don't know. I, there's so much other stuff going on, but. Past that, I haven't really played anything. I haven't hopped into anything else. I haven't even been playing FIFA on uh, Vita. I just I haven't had a lot of time. Yeah, for so, me, it's just before work, Destiny, South Park, and then after work, I'm sitting there watching. I'm, we're we're on the last season of Game of Thrones that is out, and we have two episodes left. Uh, no, we have the Boy Meets World's been taking my my nighttime gaming because that's a good. Show I actually want to pay attention to the show. So it's weird, but go ahead and hop into the drop. We've been uh, this is pro- this has actually been a really long opening. It sure has. <laughs> go uh, ahead. First up on the list, we have Dot Hack Last Recode, which Boy, is super. I'm super pumped I'm for. So, I'm so pumped. As for a kid, it. I only got to rent a couple of those games, and um, I never got a whole lot of time with them. So I'm super excited for that. We have Eight Bit Adventure Anthology Volume One for PS4. This looks interesting. It does. Uh, super cool art style. Now let's talk about real quick. Ben Ten for PS4. You talking about a franchise with some staying power? With some, yeah. I'll say they I, keep rebooting it. Technically, though, like they keep there was Ben Ten, and then there was like Ben Ten, some kind of weird after thing that was like a completely new spin on it. Same characters, but like a reboot. I never, I never knew that they did that. It was uh, weird. I mean, the, the movie actually, the live action movie was actually surprisingly decent. I didn't know they did a live action. Yeah, thing. it was surprising. Like a theatrical release or like I don't. I don't think it was theatrical. Cartoon I watched Network it on. Movie. I watched it on Cartoon Network. Maybe, maybe I watched it on TV one night uh, when I was bored. That's but weird. We have Bubsy, the Woolies Strikes Back for PS4, digital and retail. Coming back of a real old franchise. That, that's another one that's staying around. It seems. Oh, Call hey. of Duty World War Two for PS4, digital I didn't and retail. That was out this week. Yeah, it's super weird because it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm used to early November for Call of Duty. I feel like so, I, I, well. This is early November. Technically. It is. Yeah, you're right. The 31st is Tuesday. And this comes out 11.30. So, yeah, I disregard that. So, Friday, yeah. Uh, we have Probably the first Call of Duty game I haven't picked up in the last decade on release. Absolutely nuts. Call of Duty 2 I got with the Xbox 360. 
um, Call of Duty 3, Big Red 1, 3, Normal, you know, all these I picked up almost at release, except 3 and Big Red 1, uh, I didn't have a job in Call of Duty 2, but ever since I've been a fan of this multiplayer, it's I picked up every one, almost at release. The only ones I picked up at release have been Modern Warfare 2, um, Advanced Warfare, right? which wasn't even at release, it was like 3 it was, or 4 it weeks was after, it was a month Xbox of release, one. it was month of release. Yeah. Because I picked it up Black Friday. We all got it. Yeah, we all got it um, r- roughly around December, November. Yeah, and then uh, Infinite Warfare. Yep. And so, so this is not any kind of weird thing for me. I'm not getting this game. Yeah, I, I know that. I, I, I do not need anything else. Now, don't be wrong. I'm interested to see how people who are excited for it to come back, uh, like the people who it's obviously more aimed at than people like me, uh, I'm excited. Or really, I guess I'm more intrigued to see what people say um, because – this is aimed at a very specific sect of really, I would say the the lifeblood of the franchise. It's the people. Well, I, I don't. I, you know, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to say the lifeblood of the franchise because even if Infinite Warfare didn't sell as high as other Call of Duty games, it still sold so ridiculously well that the, it, it's proof that that franchise does not need the people who just whine and complain about everything that they do. Of course, and that not. really is a group. Of people. Every franchise now, there's a different. Need that. There's a different group of people who. Who just go, you know what? Infinite Warfare doesn't look like my kind of Call of Duty game, but it's probably a good game. See, and which is what I'm going to give Call of Duty World War II. Does it look like a good game? Yes. I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure the story's going to be fine. I have no interest to do World War II anymore. I feel like it's been so outplayed in video games, even outside of the Call of Duty franchise, and the fact that they chose to do the Normandy area, even in the story at all. I just feel like they've explored it too many times, and there's so much more that happened in World War II that I would just like to see anything else explored. I still wouldn't play it because it's just not what I want, but I do feel like it's a little unoriginal, but Hey, let's see what ends up happening. I'm going to let, cause I already said before, I'm not going to get it. I'm probably not like, I'm going to let the reviews come out. I'm going to, I'm going to read and pay attention to the reviews. I mean, there's a you, lot if, of things in that game. If you see a couple 10 out of 10, so you're going to no, flip your mind. No, because the whole microtransaction is advertising thing that we've talked about. I don't agree with that. I don't agree that, um, that should oh. be a selling point. Quick hit. It's just I started playing it today. Quick rewind. Oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins. Assassin's Creed Origins. I, was, and it, I, I it forgot about into, that. It ties into what you're doing. So I did pick up Assassin's Creed Origins. This is my first time picking up Assassin's Creed game since Liberation on Vita, which I really did just because I wanted to support the Vita, and I thought it was an interesting idea. And the PSP Assassin's Creed wasn't awful. That was a 2D side-scroller, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was a full-on Assassin's Creed game. Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. I might be thinking about a different game or something. Those are the, Go ahead. Uh, anyway, um... So this is my first time in Assassin's Creed in a long time. Before Liberation, uh, I watched somebody play three. I played Brotherhood. I didn't like two and one. I beat, but I didn't really enjoy it too terribly much. Um, But what I was going to get at with it is right now, I'm only like three, maybe two hours in, somewhere around that. Uh, I like it. Uh, it, I I said uh, on Twitter that... Looking at it, and a lot of the moves they've made reminds me of uh, a lot of inspiration from The Witcher 3 and uh, Horizon. Uh, and I feel like so far it feels so different from the other ones that the only thing that really looks to pull the series back into the, okay, this is Assassin's Creed is the stuff with the synchronization and like the, I died once, so it's like desynchronizing and stuff. Right. I really wish they would pull that off. And then, like, you kill somebody and then it takes you back in time and stuff. It's like, but it, instead of doing it 
like it's just a flashback. They have to make it this weird thing where you're like you're isolated in, in yeah. an animus room and you just see this person. I'm like, why do you have to do all that? Why can't this just be a flashback to explain? And it's important what they're showing me. But yeah. I just wish it was framed a little differently. I'm still not going to let it you know, mess with my thing. But going real quick off the Call of Duty thing, the reason I even thought about it is that so far... Uh, just like Shadow of War, the game has not once pushed microtransactions on me. Uh, it's it's I don't want to say buried, but it's in the menu and it's out of the way. It's where you purposely have to go to it. Right, and see that's uh, that's what Call of Duty is. That like I'll say the same thing with um, was it Shadow of War? No, it might have been another game, but I'll pick it up when it goes like half off, and I'll buy it used at GameStop. So. I thought it was, actually, you know, I don't know. I feel like I remember that conversation too. But anyway, continue on with the drop. I just thought that that was an interesting yeah. thing. I, I meant to mention uh, Origins, but it's been a long day and I've only played a little bit of it. So it's not just, it should be the most fresh thing in my mind because it's the only thing I've played today. But yeah, no problem. We have uh, Pox Nora for PS Vita. We have Rabby Rabby for PS4 and PS Vita. We have Sokoban Next for PS Vita. Spin Tires Mud Runner for PS4. Steven Universe Save the Light for PS4, and that's it. Man, it's a real short drop, but it's sure uh, it, it's interesting, and it's probably good, honestly, because uh, it looks like the biggest release is Call of Duty, right? Yeah, probably so. Call of Duty and Dot .hack. Well, Dot .hack's important for us. I mean, if, if I have to go off of, let's do the quick, I mean, what are we most excited for? My answer is Dot .hack. I don't really know where you're going to pull the Dot .hack. I, I mean, I know you're excited, but... I'm not going to buy it right off the bat. Uh, I'm not going to buy it probably until Christmas I'm going to get it Tuesday, but I, I think you can probably just check out enough of me playing it to know if it's going to be oh, for you or No, I know I like it. I just... I'm, well, I will say, I told you, I've never played this series. I never played the GU series. The I only GU played series. the original I'm, Dot .hacks on PS2, which I still enjoyed, and that's why Well, I'm the excited. GU series was on PS2, wasn't it? Yes. Was uh, they were, they were with blue hair? Uh, on what the original or on GU, GU on PS2? Uh, I think so. But that, the, that's the, the one I played. Were late uh, games. They were uh, like 2005, 2006, 2007. Yeah, this this one right so, here is the one I played. Rebirth Volume One. Which actually, the that's one. the same person as the. Okay, yeah, is the I already closed out. Oh, the drop. It's just yeah, yeah it's just that's it, the it's main, a different, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. I'll American definitely thing, so. definitely excited for that, but I probably won't be buying it until. Um, I'm done with South Park and South Park B- Fractured Butthole, and you got some games to play before. Yeah, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, I'm gonna get it because like, Origins is my only thing right now. Now I did have plans to get Gran Turismo. What I think I may end up doing is going ahead and knocking out uh, because I've been giving so many games that my time to where I haven't been able to play very many of the RPGs. Definitely the JRPGs. I, I mean, really, I'll say the JRPGs I've wanted. I think I'm going to get Dot Hack before Gran Turismo, and then I'll let Gran Turismo be my Christmas present. What I'll probably do is go ahead and buy the steering wheel I was wanting to buy, and just go all out. Okay, that sounds fun. I'll so definitely I think play I'm going to hold off uh, and then see. And from what I've seen, they're just going to continue updating Gran Turismo. So that's probably best for me in terms of I'll, I'll get probably a little bit more of a, a, a good experience. Um, from day one, then I don't know. I, I don't want to say that, but then I'll now. get a more complete experience, I guess. Um, but we'll see. So similar to the drop being short this week is, um, interesting, but stuff that really pulled my attention and, and I thought was really newsworthy. Wasn't too terribly much. Uh, this one's more interesting than anything. It just goes to show everyone's age, but also just, it really makes you th- reflect back on how long Sony's really been at this. PS2 turned 17 today. That's in crazy. North America. So, Sometimes I think about being 26 years old, and I'm just like, I'm not that old. Yeah, yeah, I know. 1990 was 10 years ago. Nope. 
Yeah, it's certainly wild. wasn't. <laughs> All right, so next thing up on the list, uh, Konami have announced the release date for Metal Gear Survive, the series' first game since Kojima and Konami split ways. The game will release on February 20th. Saw so, since Metal Gear really dropped out with what they decided to do. Uh, I'm just I wasn't I'm not a fan of Five. I wasn't a fan of Ground Zeroes. With what they um, decided to do, what do you mean? Uh, open world. I honestly just don't think that series needed open oh, world. Oh, okay. Uh, and, I, and I think that they deviated too far away from the story heavy. And I'm sure that they had a reason, some kind of feedback from some people that they were wanting to try and break into a new market without... I, I'm sure they were hoping they'd keep enough of the old fans while getting new people to come in. I don't know if, Ko- if Kojima cares about that. Though. Oh, no, no, no. But Konami does, and Konami's a business. Warrior, and yeah. ultimately, Konami makes these decisions. Yeah. Now, the only thing is, is I don't think a, a franchise like Metal Gear Solid can be made to be a, a, a franchise that people want to just hop into randomly. No. Uh, because there's way too much going on storyline-wise, and there's stuff that happens that you wouldn't even understand why it's... Like, you wouldn't even understand the connection or why it's important unless you've played another game. Now, I know Ground Zeroes technically happens, or Ground Zeroes and... Um, Phantom Pain. And Phantom Pain happen really early in the timeline. Yeah. Uh, is it even first? Uh, it, Peace Walker... Because uh, technically, Pe- Peace Walker happens beforehand, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. And then um, we have Metal Gear Solid 3, too, which is pretty much establishing Big Boss as a character because yeah. he's Naked Snake in that. Yeah. Um, instead of Solid Snake, and that's not even Solid Snake. A we lot well, of we people, won't get into that. We yeah, a lot of that. people get that confused, and I can I can see why if you don't play the games. But pe- there there's always an, an interesting argument, and it's one-sided for me about the, the, the way to play the games. You play them in release order. You do not go at them with a timeline. Oh yeah, no, I you know I I, I seldom agree with that on most things. I right. actually think the Star Wars uh, movies, as wild as everybody thinks that the prequels are blasphemous, I think the Star Wars movies are actually a lot better. One, two, three, four, five, six. Actually, there's a really weird order to view those movies in. I forgot what it's called, but it's like you watch four, then two, or four, then one, then. Five than two or something. It's weird to where the parallels between weird crap start to come. Yeah, out. like apparently. I don't know, but I, my personal opinion on all of them that I've seen is that you, I, I watch them in order. Um, but I definitely agree that if you're gonna play, if you're gonna hop into Metal Gear Solid, release order is the best way to play it. It certainly is, and you can find it. It really sucks that you can't find that on current generations. Like you cannot find that on PS4. Let's not talk about this on the podcast, but I, I'm curious as to what it is. Oh no, no. Well, fine. Here, look. It's a quick thing. It's it's one, two, three. Yeah, that's that's the regular viewing order, and then oh, and it tells you the cons. Yeah, and production, production order, order is how it was obviously made now, and then cons. I forgot what it's called. Okay, okay, so four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine. That's not the. Uh, oh, there they're, was a, they're already including nine? How do they know what? They don't I know. I mean, what, eight and nine. To be fair, eight and nine are not important to the grand scheme. All right, not spending too much time on that. They're not even out yet. Eight's out. No, it's not. It comes out in what, December? Y'all help me with this boy. Sorry, it comes out December. December, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my mind. I'm not gonna lie to you. I knew it wasn't numbered, but Rogue One is just screwed right, up everything yeah. for me. So, uh, but that's okay. But yeah, that that game I probably won't touch unless it's super super cheap because I don't want to support. That was basically that. my thing. Is yeah, I well, you've seen it. 
how do you even feel about the base premise? Because we re- we haven't really talked about that. We I don't. Think, I know that you basically go trash, but I feel like you instantly go trash because Ko- uh, Kojima's not connected to it. Well, that's one. But I mean, take everything else out. Let's just say Kojima was part of this. Even if this was a Kojima game, he wouldn't be a part of it. First of all, and if he was, I agree. Then, actually, I mean, but, even then, I would probably buy it still at a discounted price because I, th- that that kind of like zombie like horde mode gets tiring it's great for games and i like, think it's already been done too many times that well, people it's great, burnt out. Like, it's great you know, for games that have a separate game mode like that's something to go to when you want to like do that every now and then well yeah but what about like prison like elders and destiny you know stuff like that yeah well See, that's something it, different it, it, too yeah i mean i guess that's a, there's a lot to be said but i do think it's a very weird way to try and go forward with the franchise but even with all the people saying they're not going to support konami because of it i guarantee you the game sales Oh, of course it will. And but I'm, not, I'm curious I'm not how I'm, much. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to support Konami because of it. It's just not my style of game. Oh, I know. No, but I'm saying there are people who are saying that, right. you know, because of the situation with Kojima, and I do feel like they wronged him in, in some ways, but we they also, did. we don't know both sides. Right. That's the biggest thing, is that we really don't know how big of a dick Kojima was to them. You you want to think that he wasn't, but at the same time, you just, you don't know. So, no way to tell, but I thought it was interesting, and I mainly put it on here because... There's Ooh. been so much hate towards the game that I wanted to go ahead and, and kind of throw that on here because I'm sure there's some people that are so excited for it, but I thought it would be interesting to see what you really thought. So in a completely different thing, let's go to the next thing. Uh, Kickstarter game 2064, Read Only Memories, and this is a visual novel. I forgot. Hold on. Before we go to that, I forgot that I just now realized there's portable ops in the in the mix. So I go Snake Eater, portable ops, then... Peace then Walker? Peace Walker. Then we have Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain. Dude, I forgot I, all dude, about... I didn't even play Portable Ops. That was a PSP game, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was. It, I played it on I did not the collection it. Was there not year. a Portable Ops 2? No, you're thinking about Metal Gear Acid. Acid 2, you're right. And those games were great, too. I love those card games. I did not play those. They're fantastic. Uh, weird. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, you're fine. Kickstarter game 2064, read-only memories, visual novel, uh, by a team that was inspired by like the 999 and the yeah. Nine games, uh, has canceled the Vita port. Uh, which is starting to be a thing that you're seeing a lot of. So I guess this hardware is really starting to show its age. Uh, not much we can do about that, I guess. Uh, but in a statement from the devs, they explained that they tried and tried and tried to get the game to run on PS Vita, but the way we built the original engine was just not made for the amount of memory the system has, end quote. Uh, the news, like I said, is not a big surprise. Uh, definitely because a couple months ago, uh, they delayed it, and before that, that was already a delay from an initial delay. So it's just been a string of delays for the port. Um, it's unfortunate, yeah. definitely, just because you see it with the Banner Saga too. Uh, and those games lend so well to a handheld. They really like, do. If they come out on a Switch, I can't. I'll probably get it just based yeah, off twenty sixty. Yeah, twenty sixty four. Or the Normandy games. It, yeah, twenty sixty four is going to Switch. Um, so you can play it. Yeah, um, sweet. That's why I'll play it. At, and- but it's been an interesting thing. I just. It's also weird because do you remember games like. Uh, Axiom Verge yeah. came way later to Vita, but then they got to Vita and they didn't really have issues. Salt and Sanctuary took a long time to get to Vita, and, right. it, and it had very small issues at launch, and they were able to be fixed. Well, and this kind of harkens back to the episode we had like four episodes ago where we said that if Sony drags their feet on a handheld, all these indie titles are going to go straight to the Switch where they're going to find and, a home. And you are, yeah, and that's because that's where, where else do you go? You've already promised people exactly. a handheld version, and yeah. you go, hey, well, you know, can't do it on PS Vita, but hey, Switch. Yep. Um, so, it's interesting, but I think they would. I don't know. It still just makes me wonder if Sony even cares about the fact that Vita Probably games are being not, dropped, which is sad. So next up, uh, something else I'm curious to see because way too many games I still haven't actually gotten the game. Absolver received update 1.08 this week. Uh, the update brings with it new mask to show off for Halloween, as well as four new non-Halloween themed equipment sets. Uh, 
But wait, there's more. There is. The update also adds a new prestige level system. My thing I'm most curious to see what you think about. Uh, granting level 60 players a crystal with each level earned after level 60 that can be used to reassign attribute points or buy new rift disc. Not even entirely sure what rift disc are off the top of my head. Neither am I, but I actually didn't play the game, but I don't even remember you telling me anything about them. Now, I like the idea of letting the prestige act towards uh, being able to resign attribute points because what you can do is you can switch your build as often as you want as long as you continue to play in level. Which is cool. Um, I did not make max level in that game, and it's still one of my game of the year contenders um, because it was such a satisfying game to play, and it came in such a weird lull for video games for me. So... Um, I'm super excited about the mask, um, but if it's enough to make me go back, I'm not sure. I because you just enjoyed the experience for what it was, right? In for the moment, thirty right. bucks to play that game, and it lasted me like nine hours, ten, maybe eleven hours. I would go back if we had a couple friends to go back with us, because uh, playing that game with two or three people was certainly fun. But um, I see. I'm curious to see how the mask long, is really cool. How long of legs this game will have? You know. Yeah, like uh, that mask is also really cool. There is some uh, some some attention to detail to be had in this game that is great, and that's Destiny. But um, now, but what, okay, and that's the secondary thing. I, I was literally about to say that, so it's interesting you run across Destiny too. I think it's really crazy that all these games are getting a, a Halloween things, even Absolver, except Destiny. And Destiny Two's got no Halloween the PC, stuff planned. The PC update or the PC release. I know. Came I out. thought the same thing, but. No, that's that. That's the reason why. Now, exactly why that is, I, I am unclear. Um, it could be that they couldn't prepare um, the stuff for a PC as well. They didn't want to leave PC out, so they just decided not to do it. Maybe, that, that but I thought it was makes sense. But um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to go off on a. Absol- well, no. I'm super excited for Absolver's update. Um, it will be free, obviously. Is it enough to make me go back, though? Probably not. Not in, right in and this that's, time. And that's really what I was more curious about, because yeah. the prestige thing is going to matter more to people who've already played the game. I didn't know if you reached max level or not. We never really talked I about I never that, reached so. max level, but I did beat the game. The story, and I did go through and... Ma- not master, but I did go through and get comfortable with uh, a couple different styles of fighting, okay. which made that game super fun. Okay, I got you. I'm still really curious to play the game. I wish it was... I mean, if you catch it on a sale, it most definitely won't. I don't to even mind up. playing paying thirty dollars. I just don't know when I will play it. Yeah, like and I, I don't honestly, want to spend the money without playing it right now. Honestly, what are you doing after you beat Assassins? Hot dot hack. That's true. Yeah. So maybe around Christmas time, there's not much coming out around then. Yeah, but I can bounce between probably bounce between that and um, and Gran Turismo. I could see that. Yeah, that'll be a good like break game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see if I even beat Assassins. Right now, it looks promising that I will. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, next thing up on the list, THQ Nordic looks to give a new shot at life to another old THQ franchise, De Blob. Never <laughs> heard of that. Game? Nope. Okay, I do, because De Blob 2, I'm pretty sure, was a multi-platform release. Uh, but originally a Wii exclusive, the puzzle platformer is being ported to PS4 and Xbox One. The game is set to release on November 14th, though no price has been announced yet. So the puzzle platformer aspect is that you're a blob of color and you're in a world that's been overtaken by these people that hate color and make everything gray. And what your plan, what your point is, is to get to A to B by being able to spread as much color as possible in this gray world. So Splatoon. Very much so, but well before Splatoon ever even got thought of. No, I know. I'm just saying like this is this, this, these screenshots remind me a lot of Splatoon. Yeah. So that's super interesting. Yep. So even that one right there. So that that looks like a fun game. I don't know. I'll never pick it up, obviously, but kudos to them for being original. 
Yeah, I mean, and uh, this is that game came out in like oh eight, right? Maybe so. two thousand. I don't. I'm pretty sure because I think the sequel came out in like eleven. So uh, interesting to see. Uh, the game comes out November fourteenth, like I said, but there's been no price given as of yet. Okay. So I'd be interested to see. I don't. I think if it's competitively priced like uh, the War Mastered uh, Darksiders. Oh yeah, then, ten dollars, twenty dollars at launch. I think that's reasonable. Um, was for, it, tw- it was twenty for two though, wasn't it? No, uh, two came out at no twenty for both. I should say for both of them. For what? For one and two? Yeah. Only if you got a bundle, and I think it was thirty. So you got. I thought I paid twenty. Maybe it was. Which sucks. I never went back to those games. But it doesn't matter. I guess in the long run, War Mastered physically was twenty dollars, and I bought it physically. Okay. Um, and I think that. Darksiders 2 was 40 but it may have been full price because it wasn't too terribly long after the game actually released. It's hard to remember, uh, but it was worth the money to me, so I don't care either way. Right. Next thing on the list, though, Square Enix have announced that Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age, has surpassed 1 million sales across physical and digital. It's important to remember that this is an exclusive to PS4, not PC at all. So and that's these sales are impressive. Final Fantasy game. And this is a great Final Fantasy game, and I still haven't picked it up just due to time constraints. I'm, I plan on picking it up one of these days. Um... Because I'm more interested to see how they've revamped all the combat systems. Did you ever get far into it to really feel the difference? Well, the combat systems, uh, it, it's it's more of the leveling system, I thought. They added uh, the, I thought they talked the, Zodiac, about, the actual Zodiac leveling well, system. Well, yeah, I know that's there, but I thought the combat system was even revamped to be a little more Not, quick. And I mean, maybe so. I didn't realize it since it's been a decade since I played it. Um, but... Uh, no, I like I loved it all the same. So if it is changed all that much, then I I really didn't notice any yeah. difference. Well, yeah, I'm really curious how much the development cost of that game was. I know it, it wasn't high, and for them to have sold one million, they made hand over fist in money. I'm I'm positive. Super good game. Uh, yeah. Uh, next thing, Ubisoft continuing a trend set with many of its releases has made a one hour trial available for South Park: The Fractured But Whole on consoles. Nothing on PC yet. Uh, the trial will let players start from the beginning of the game and carry all progress over if the full game is purchased. Like we've th- said, you know, demos may be mostly dead and demos may not have the same place in the industry as they once did. But these trials and the trials that let you carry this in- this the stuff full forward game download is, a, br- yeah. is a brilliant idea. It is. It's a brilliant idea with the way that consoles are made now and the way that you can download stuff is that you can basically download the whole game. That's what you're doing when you download a trial. Right. And then all you're doing is that if you decide you want to buy it, you just unlock it. Bam, right there, you unlock it. It's really smart and it's also helping publishers towards what they're wanting with this digital future. Uh, for because there's more incentive to just go ahead. You're playing the game. You already know you like it. You're sitting there and you're like, you know what? I can just unlock this now and not have to download it or anything again. It's already yeah. here. Bam. And see, that's like me. I'm not about to go out and like try to find Mario Odyssey. I'm just going to download that on my Switch. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense because I feel like that's a game that I could see you just replaying. Yeah, well, Speaking yeah. Of which Jonathan borrowed my Switch so he could play it. Oh, it looks super fun. Got it actually has. A lot of good reviews? A, a ton of good reviews, actually, yeah. yeah. Me and Mario just, uh, I, I don't fucks with Mario. A lot of people in the review said they didn't either, but they still liked it, so you I, never know until you if, give it a If shot. I wanted to play Sonic, uh, what, what is it? Everybody's made that joke. It's unfunny at this point. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I mean, if I wanted to play Sonic Adventure, I'd just plug up my Dreamcast or my PS3. You know, it doesn't really matter. That's so. true, too. And I know the joke may be old, but I'm just saying, dude, I will never not. It's a weird. I will never not be able art. to get over how much I thought it was Sonic Adventure remastered when they were announcing it. Uh, it's a weird. It's a really. You weird see this thing? And you see the. You see the city panning out, and you see these really crappy looking taxis. I was like, 
You got City Escape playing in the background? No. You should. <laughs> you can add that song. I, I'll play City Escape jamming out to Bloodborne, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Battleborn, weirdly enough, we talked about it not long ago. Uh, Battleborn received its final update this week. Farewell. Yeah, developer Gearbox is finally saying goodbye to its little shooter MOBA hybrid. What's more interesting is that Steam had it set at a concurrent player rate of 56 players. More than Lawbreakers. Hold on, hold on. And whenever the final update released, that number dropped by 20%. Wow, that's just sad. (laughs) Rep. And I don't know if you remember, we we wondered if the game went free-to-play. We couldn't remember. Yeah. The game technically went free-to-play, but they they kept insisting on calling it a trial, but it's a trial that never ended. So it was free-to-play. Yeah, it's a (laughs) free-to-play game. That you could just buy if you felt bad for the developer. But, you know, and like we said, it does ultimately come down to the release window what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but with the release window timing up so much with Overwatch, it's just they couldn't compete. So sad for them, but you know, I think that at some point you got to cut. You got you got to you got to cut the arm off to keep it from bleeding. You know, you mean to keep the poison from spreading? No, you cut the arm off and then cauterize the wound. I mean, yeah, you could, or you could just you know cut the pressure off without having to cut the arm off. Or you could just kill the person. Yeah, I mean, that works too. If their arm's arms that messed up, they probably don't want to, you know, live through that pain anyway. Um, I went real morbid there. Next thing on the list, we're almost done. Warner Brothers announced that there will be no new expansion packs for its Toys to Life series Lego Dimensions. Now, this is not surprising. This has been rumored and rumored and rumored, and we finally get real word of it. Uh, But what I thought was interesting, one of the main reasons I want to talk about this, is unlike Disney Infinity, whenever it got closed down, why is this so funny to you? (laughs) It's just this. This is, this. I don't know, it's just this whole entire thing. This right here? Yeah, like, I don't know what it is. It's like Toys to Life Lego series. It's like there's no new expansions, and there are kids that are going there. Did you type in poo? No, <laughs> I didn't. Continue on with the news, good sir. Were you hoping I would just read it? Yeah, existing <laughs> packs, poo. All right, anyway, unlike Disney Infinity, uh, when they closed down and they closed the developer all really quickly, uh, they have announced plans to leave the server up and provide customer service for the existing packs, poo. Um, more importantly... I think it's interesting that you can still buy all the existing packs currently. They're not pulling them from store shelves or are extremely discounting them out. They're just leaving them up to sell. They're just not investing more money with continued expansions. That makes sense. So cool to see for them. Uh, final thing on the list is that, and this is big, and I, I'm, I'm excited and weird, but this has got a little bit more of a point of conversation. Um, but Sony have confirmed they will announce seven all new games during their Paris Games Week conference uh, Monday, which is the day that this uh, will drop. The day this episode launches. So, yep, this new fo- this news follows a tweet from PlayStation saying that E3 was only half the story. With PSX still to follow, it'll be interesting to see how high profile these games are, though, because last year we saw that E3 is, I mean, that PSX is something important to them. That they announced the last, uh, the Lost Legacy there. They announced uh, the the Last of Us two there. Right. We saw Mac 2 there. This is like a bit, to them, this is like, hey, we're just going to announce stuff that we deem important to the fan base. So while it may be seven all new games, do you think this starts to be seven new games that are also including smaller indie like games? And maybe or this VR. is the coming back or VR titles, something. But, you know, it's really hypey to say E3 was only half the story. Now, don't be wrong. It's interesting because, like we said, Sony's E3 was strong. It was. It was just weak in comparison to the last two E3s from yeah. Sony. 
but that doesn't mean anything when you've had a retarded good e, e, like E3s. There's nothing you I can did, do about that. I did learn my lesson with E3, though, so my hypes are in 100% check right now. I'm not excited. Oh, no, really. mine too. My feeling is that because all they're saying is that there'll be seven all new games. They can be new games of anything. They can be new VR games. Like I say, there could be two new VR games, three new PS4 games that we just maybe haven't heard of, which seems unlikely. And if so, it's like I say, it's maybe small things, maybe like small games out of Japan studio or something, you know, something smaller um, that was still developed in house, or it could even be partnerships with people. You really don't know. It's really hard to gauge. It could be like Square Enix, uh, another Square Enix exclusive. Yeah. I mean, really, it's hard to say. It's just, but I don't think that this is big PS4 Sony made exclusives. That'll be PSX. That'll be PSX. And I feel like I don't know. Do, would you agree that you don't think Paris Games Week is the place in comparison to PSX no. to announce what Sucker Punch have been working on? Uh, uh, well, yeah, for Sucker Punch, I think that that would be a good place. Really? I Save like all the P- big stuff for PSX, even though Sucker Punch will be big. No, dude, Sucker Punch is big. They consider that one of their de facto big No, studios. I know, but that's not, an in-home ha- that's not an in-home name. You don't hear that being thrown around a whole lot anymore. I don't know, so man. For Infamous, that, 2 and, and Def- Infamous 2 put them on the map. No, 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 I know, but I'm just saying. Like, and that's then Second not, Son sold extremely well. Right, but like if you hear, you hear Bungie, Activision, Blizzard, you hear all these big, big names. It's not part of that name set anymore, so I don't think it will be. I think that I think they've proved this, themselves, and I think Gorilla have proved well, themselves they, with Horizon. No, yeah, Gorilla and definitely I think has. Dog. I think if you think of the pantheon not, of, of great developers. But they're not relevant for, anymore. That's the problem. I think they still are. No, they're, Dude, I mean, there's a they're, lot they're, of people they're, excited. They're, in, they're of course they are. I mean, I'm excited, but they're it's all in our minds. But they're not they're not up there with the big developers anymore. People are thinking about BlizzCon already, and that's not until next year. I yeah, think. Yeah, but right? BlizzCon's an entirely different thing. Blizzard, no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Blizzard as a company gets more hype around one because they're a company convention. with multiple development groups, right? Yeah, and you're see, talking about one developer. It's different, but I'm well, saying yeah. you have to compare it to things like Naughty Dog. And they are revered not as highly as Naughty Dog, but they're up in that pantheon. I think no, I know. If I'm I had to say saying, top three PlayStation developers that they have that have really proven themselves time and again, Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, and then Gorilla have really pushed themselves. I've always right. loved the. I've always loved Killzone, um, and I even love Shadowfall. Killzone Three and Horizon put Gorilla just. Well, right see, I, I've looked at a lot of Paris games uh, lists that people are predicting, and you, you've not seen a single. I've yet to see a single one that has Sucker Punch on there, which is what I'm reinforcing is that it's not an in-house no, name right now. Yeah, but but I expect that's what I'm saying. I expect Sucker Punch definitely because they've they've waited so long. And it's I'm pretty sure it's new IP. Do we even know they're working on a game though? Absolutely. Have they confirmed that? Absolutely. Or is this just wanting a? No, absolutely. Shuhei Yoshida has mentioned it three or four times. It, they every time they what mention if it's it, like what if it's every like a, time they mention it they keep talk they they talk about it in a way that they're not saying it's new IP but it sounds like what new what IP. if it's a new infamous game that's worse than Second Son <laughs> I would be extremely disappointed but here's the thing they've already talked about wanting to step away from the infamous series for at least for a little bit if nothing else and that infamous is a series that could go on with another developer uh, just like we saw with uh, Sly Cooper go on with uh, um, Sanzaru Games yeah um, so I feel like that's very likely but. I would be extremely disappointed if we've waited four years for a new Sucker Punch game just for it to be Infamous because Infamous is something you can iterate on quickly. A, a new Infamous game should have been out by now. Yeah, so so I, I think that I think that new IP. So I think with it being new IP from a pretty big studio for them, that's PSX because they've proven to me now that The Last of Us Two, dude, that would have been an E3 bombshell. That would have been. But when you think about it, though. 
That's going to pull it's, away. It's almost smarter to do it PSX because there's nowhere, there's no one else having anything going but, on. But when you think about it, Paris Games isn't nearly as big as for so, like you know, for for Sony as a name that PSX is because it's obviously it's PSX. So they could steal the show for Sony by dropping that game at Paris instead of PSX because they got because they of got expectations. They that, got is that games, what you're saying? yeah, because they have games like The Last of Us Two to go up against and Days Gone. It's like. They're oh be- yeah, but but I'll say you right now. You're saying are you saying that Sucker Punch has got days gone to go against? No, no, no. I'm saying that they have the, the amount, the levels of hype that like if you if you announce a Sucker Punch game the second you show last footage or footage of the Last of Us Two, all that for um, anything. No, the Last of Us Two, sure, Days Gone. No, I'll tell you right now. Well, we the know problem that with Days Gone Two is at PSX. I, I love Ben Studio. I've loved almost every game they've ever worked on. They're a great studio, but Ben Studio is not a household name. No, most, of course not. Most no. people don't even know no. who they are. And see, that's how that's and this that's is why what, I'm telling you right now. Days Gone does not have any form of the legs that any kind of sucker punch game. Well, would see, have. that's the thing now, with course, sucker punch. The Last of Us, but if Last of Us Two doesn't get any news this year, Sucker Punch will be able to shine. I almost guarantee there'll be Last of Us footage, guaranteed. And see, that's the thing is that with Sucker Punch. It's gonna do what Ben Ben did. Is that's where it's gonna it's gonna pop out, and people who are fans are gonna say, "That's I know what that name is." Then new people are gonna be like, "That looks cool." And then when the second they see gameplay, it's like that looks really cool. And it's gonna do the Days Gone thing where it looks super. It's in the back of everybody's mind until they see it again. Because Days Gone, that's not a, like when you think we'll about see. it. Now, I, we I, were even talking about it like on Hot Springs last weekend. It's like I forgot about that game about Days Gone. Yeah, I didn't forget about Days Gone. Well, we bought it back up. I, like, oh, yeah. I keep it in my head because Barely, I, I like Ben. No, I'm excited because this is their first night. This, this is their first new IP. Yeah, pretty much ever. Well, no, I'm just they, saying it's just I'm excited for it, but I'm not going to talk about it just a million degrees to one because as much as I'm excited for it, I'm excited to see Ben have their own control on, on their own franchise. I do not think it's going to be the craziest thing in the world, but they have yet to they've yet to show me that it's not going to be amazing, but they've yet to show me it will be amazing. Yeah, that makes sense. I have so, I have more faith in 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 So for you it'll be like Spider-Man, I have more faith in in God of War, I have more faith in Detroit than I do in Days Gone, but Days Gone has done absolutely nothing to to make me think it'll be a bad game. I actually think that we could be right on the flip of Days Gone just being them, them, no, of them doing one thing just to show you how good of a game it's really going to be. Graphically, it's all there. Well, they already it showed the cool, the cool mechanics and stuff. Oh, yeah, but I think that there's a lot more than that. Now, don't be wrong. E3, when they showed Days Gone, uh, that was E3, right? When they showed the gameplay of it Originally? Yeah. Or again? No, 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 again. This year, they showed e, they showed Days Gone at E3. They did, yeah. Where, where they was, showed the two paths when it was dark and raining and they used the and then zombies they used, to attack. Yeah. It's what I thought. So that already pulled me because I thought Days Gone was like, okay, I'm, I'm happy to see Ben back at it when they originally announced it, but seeing it at E3 is what made me go, there's a chance for this game. Yeah. There's a real chance for this game. And, well, see, my whole thing was is that Sucker Punch could steal the show at Paris. I don't think to they would fair, steal I, the show I, I, at I would PSX. agree, but I think they'd steal the show at PSX. I don't. I, I think the well, second you have to you show... understand how much pull PSX gives because Knack 2 actually did pretty well at PSX. That's NAC two. NAC two wouldn't have done shit at E three, well, which is why not. they didn't no. include NAC two no. in E three this year. They put it in the pre wheel real because people need to know things about it and they need to know it's coming. But that's not a big release for them, right? They're they're understandable. So I I, I mean, don't wrong. I think that you have a you have a point 
with the fact that it technically really could be a, a surprise that something that big would be announced at uh, Paris Games Week. Uh, and I'm not saying they don't, they pay, take Paris Games Week lightly. They don't. They announce no, big stuff there. Not, yeah. Detroit was announced there. Right. I just don't necessarily know if that's the area for for Sucker Punch. Well, see, and it depends on what they announce because you could see I could see myself at PSX and. Sucker Punch announcing their new IP and being super pumped about it, but then the second I see something like Last of Us footage, I'm, that's what I'm going to be thinking it about just when depends. I walk out. I don't think we see Last of Us 2 again until E3 next year. Because I think, I think we I get think, at least a gameplay Because the reason I say that is I think that with E3 next year, they're smart enough with all the problems they had with Uncharted 4 getting it out on time that they're not going to show so much of this, and they're gonna, they're, what they're going to do is they're going to back off. They're going to E3 next year. If... It's at E3 next year. They're going to show it with gameplay, and they're going to show it. Man, it's been a long episode. It is. <laughs> but this is also like a mini topic, and then we'll go over the other one. Um, it's just interesting. So we're going to talk, we're going to call this two of them. But I think that they'll show, if it is at E3 next year, they will show gameplay with a release date. That, that's what I would I, want. I do not see them showing gameplay until they know the release date. I've gotten to a point and now. And they know they'll hit it. I don't think they're going to do the give a release date and then get to it and go, we need three more Whoops. months. I yeah. don't think that we see that again. I'm at a point now with all the recent delays we had where I'm just sick of it. But I'm hoping Sucker Punch has something good there. Like that's, I that's, that's, I'm that's, excited for that. That's my number one want. So yeah. let's move on real quick. Let's Can we hit uh, Reader Mail real quick and then move yeah, on to the there, final? Yeah, uh, there is a couple things on Reader Mail real quick that I'll go through. Um, yeah. Ryan Turismo Sport wanted me to elaborate about Dragon's Dogma and complaints I had. Um, realistically right now, Ron, it's just that I don't have time to play the game. Um, I don't have, um, really any, I, I guess the way is like the game's not pulling you enough to where you're, I mean, I'm, and I'm, I'm speaking for you doing stand. I'm, I'm just curious if I'm, if I'm right. The game does not pull you enough to keep you from playing other games in the already little amount of time you have. To play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a, any fault on dragon's dogma by any means. Um, I, I remember that in the very first part of dragon's dogma, you do like this little scripted, almost dungeon where you, uh, before you even make your own character. And I immediately thought of the first time I played dark souls and I thought it was going to be something kind of magical. And then I kind of got through with some of my, the mechanics and I've encountered a couple of glitches here and there that have kind of just meh to me. And it may be something I come back to, but it also may be something I don't. You also did bring up a good point though with your actual question. You said, do you like to play specific games annually for holiday slash seasonal reasons? When I saw that. Like a horror game for Halloween or a Christmas game. When I saw that, I was like, this is a question tailor made for Saul. Yeah. Last of Us. Last of Us is my fall time game. Um, Literally every year before he, and you still don't own that game, do you? No, I have it digitally. Oh, you did finally buy it digitally? Yeah, I bought last year digitally. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, oh, but you borrowed it from me at first, and now I think you ended up buying it digitally. You I borrowed that from you two years ago. You borrowed ago. that for, from me for almost, almost a year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a long time. You but, borrowed until dawn from me for almost a year. That's true, too. Um, but, yes, I, I play The Last of Us yearly. Um, I don't know if Brett has one. Um, so, it's something I eventually had to start backing up on because it took way too much time. And I've actually done, I dove into it this year, uh, surprisingly enough. And I always say, I, I've been telling myself I need to stop, but this is the first year I haven't beaten it. Uh, when I, even though I started playing it, I may still, by the time the year's over, um, it's not necessarily a time of year thing. I, it's not something I do like when a, a time of the year comes and I'm like, okay, it's cold. I want to play it because it's cold. Or, okay, it's Christmas. I want to play this because it's Christmas. Um, but King of a, Hearts. I don't get time off. But yeah, almost every year, 
I get a really strong itch to play Kingdom Hearts. I understand. I had that itch for a and, while. And I want to say specifically Kingdom Hearts 1. I see mine's It's two. a very big thing for me. I have consistently beaten and played Kingdom Hearts 1. Again, we'll see if this year it remains true. Every year for the past seven years. So, I mean, that's that's, that's my deal. Yeah, that's pretty... Uh, the fact that I do not have big. a... To be fair, I was playing it on PS2 a lot. And then it finally came to PS3, and I beat it on PS3. Uh, and then I beat it on PS3 again. But the fact that it's not... Uh, that I don't have a platinum for that is kind of amazing. But also because every time I play it, I just want to enjoy the game. And the game right. is already challenging. I'm not trying to play it on the hardest difficulty. Even though... I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty right now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm finally doing it. And that makes sense. We'll see and if see, I get the platinum one. In that may be what I do with the last of us. I don't have, I have, I always say I don't have much left of that game for platinum, but I still have the final difficulty to beat it on where you have no HUD at all. Which one is this? The last of us. Oh yeah. Grounded, right? Yeah. Isn't that what it's uh, called? Or is, or is it one they added even past grounded on the remaster? I think grounded was the one they added. Um, but I know I beat it on the second to last difficulty last year. But, or it might have even been the year before that. But um, I may actually try to platinum it this year, but it depends on what I'm playing. Uh, but well, this, the this platinum, the platinum's time, got a lot of online stuff. Does it? I thought I had two trophies. No. I thought I remember counting two trophies. It may be two. but Which it, is crazy, though, because they're online still very heavily Oh, yeah, active. it is. It is. But even if it's two trophies, don't be wrong. I don't remember the number. But even if it's two trophies, they're, they're really hard trophies to get. Specifically, so that's that's where that comes in. Time to boost. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, Steve Bitto asked, "Dead Space hit a sweet spot with horror and action. Why haven't more games tried to replicate that? Even Dark Souls, uh, De- Dead Space Two, DS Two is Dark Souls Two, no matter what. In my mind, even Dead Space Two was more actiony. I, I wonder if he means Dead Space Two. I guess it, I, I guess he does because he's saying yeah, Dead Space Dark, and DS Two. Though is always Dark Souls Dude, Two. It, in my it, mind. Me too. Um, but." I don't really have an answer for this, you know. Like, I, to well, me, I don't think a lot of games have done. I, I, I know that. the I know the answer in my mind. At least I know where my opinion rests on this. I agree. Dead Space did hit a perfect sweet spot between feeling horror like and intense. And actually, I'm going to say this: Dead Space was very more horror geared. Dead Space Two kept every bit of the horror and and put just enough action to make the gameplay feel a little more fast. Right. To the point where I think Dead Space 2 is really the sweet spot, in my opinion, for horror and action. Um, And if you want to know the answer of why games haven't done this, um, we saw... saw, I think Outlast does a good job of that. I guess. It's weird because it's hard to consider action because you are not technically doing anything. But what I want to say specifically is that Dead Space 2 did not, surprisingly, but Dead Space 3 leaned a little more into the action and got eaten up for it. Now, some of that came down to decisions from EA. Apparently, Dead Space 3 was going to be an entirely different game. So was Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2, all that stuff. Uh, we're going to be different games. But Dead Space 3 had a lot of uh, involvement from EA where they wanted things to change. So you saw Dead Space 3 come out. Dead Space 3 didn't hit sales expectations, and reviews were kind of split because uh, – and when I say reviews, I, reviews honestly were pretty good for the game, but user reviews were a big were thing. Were pretty bad, yeah. Where be, people's, uh, people's opinions on the game got to be so steered towards the why is it so action-heavy, why is it moving away from the plain horror that it started out as, which I still don't agree that the series was ever plain horror. It was a lot more horror-driven in one, to be fair. Um, but you also saw games like um, – 
people liked Resident Evil 4 because Resident Evil 4 did the same thing of mixing something that felt more actiony than the previous Resident Evils but still felt horror-like. Then you saw Resident Evil 5 lean more into the action. And that was even a complaint for me that even though it was a good game and it had some horror elements, it was too actiony. It wasn't a good mix. Um, yeah. So um, you've seen too many games get crap for being this this action horror because for some reason a lot of the fans of the horror genre seem to think that the games can't have action because that's naturally going to deter from maybe, the horror aspect. And I'm not saying it's completely false. Uh, there is some truth to that, but I think that there's a way to balance them. Well, and that may be one of the things that um, I just never really paid attention to. If the, if the game is atmospheric and spooky to me, then it's going to be atmospheric and spooky no matter what I'm doing. I Which actually is I agree lead. with you because that's where Dead Space 2 really hit its stride. Is that Dead Space 2 the, uh, was an action game, but atmosphere was the, everything. The daycare. I know. Um, but um, this is actually what I mean by that is something I'm going to mention in this main topic. Um, uh, Ryan also mentioned, he said, the, Divi- uh, the Division has been my Christmas game for the last oh, yeah. two years, which is a great game to play during Christmas because the scenery in that game is beautiful. Oh, yeah, and I guess the it's real snowy driven. You know, I really I still, liked... I still I re- don't play that game. Dude, I really it liked really good, what I played I of that I game. Like it. I think Dude, I like it. I think I like it. for like 10 bucks, we should play that as a Destiny substitute until Destiny DLC comes out. People have been doing that, and it's been populating. Is that game $10? Uh, it was when I bought it. But I don't have it anymore, so I don't know if it's still on sale. But well, don't worry. We'll check that later. But um, we should, we well, should that was that. that was the last question, except Shariko, our main boy, he asked us. <sighs> I hate that he asks these deep questions. He does, that, which is what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't we, hate them. They're you just... gotta, we, 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 I saw this when we started filming. We're going to answer this next episode, Shariko, for sure. We're going we're gonna to This episode's gone minds. on too long, and Saul well, has to work a very long shift tomorrow. And it's not only that, but it I is, need time for preparation. it's five games on an island. Um now, what I thought was interesting is he also mentioned, well, he said control. I assume he means a controller. So, like, five games and what controller would you be playing them with? Now, I am curious, if Shiriko, if you can elaborate on that, because well, we're, since we're going to save this for next week, I'm a little cu- curious to see what you mean by control. If you're talking about just a system, and maybe it's a, a language barrier slightly. I hope it's not. Uh, it could be. Um, just, yeah, if you'll... If you'll uh, if you'll delve into that a little bit more for us, uh, that'll be a, a pretty big user topic next week because I like it. I think I bought the season pass for Division. <laughs> and I've never played it <laughs> that much. You don't even know. The game looks cool. I think I'd like it. Um, um, but I, I do know that it's now, yeah, dude, pre-owned 10 bucks. Boy, I'm going to go get it. All right, but, but Saul, we spent long enough, so if that's the end of the reader questions. It sure is. Thank you guys for submitting. I want to I say one more thing. We did not get to it this week, Steve. Uh Bitto, right? Is his last name? Yeah. C-T-T-O. I saw that. We did not get to it this week. A, I was busy. I did not get to read your whole email still yet. Um, but we are going to look through and talk about some of your... Uh, we're we're going to look through and discuss which topics we want to do and when. I liked the topics I did see. Uh, definitely the first one, which was about PlayLink. I like these. I Wait, just, where were these at? Email. I don't oh. know if you get those right now because you, we need to log in all the stuff on yours. No, I but, have it on my phone, and we're about to get the new phones, so I, uh, that's the only place I could check it. I'm going to check anyway, that out. Anyway, it's quick. not a big deal. I just want to say thank you for sending them in. And from what I've read, I like them, and I want to see when we want to do them. And I know some of them are time sensitive. Uh, this episode was just already planned, uh, even last week before you sent the email. We had already planned to do this. So, time to finally move on into that main topic. Saul. And thank you guys, both Steve, Shariko, and Ryan, for those questions. Yeah, everybody. Um, Saul? Yes, sir. In the spirit of Halloween, you know, Ryan's question is actually very based around this. Oh, it's my computer. When you get to Halloween, 
even if I don't play them, you do get the just like movies. You, some people just like you start seeing game games released that are horror games, movies released that are horror games, and then also your brain just goes towards horror stuff because Halloween's just about that, you know. A spooky. So, let's go in the theme of Halloween. Let's talk about our favorite horror games. I don't have much because not much scares me in games. Okay, and and I want to say that it's not about just scaring you. It's about it's about the creepy un, like the, one game on my list because I only atmosphere. have four. Atmosphere is everything because you know what? A lot of games that I've loved have never. Some of them haven't even scared me, but the way that the game just came together was just a good experience that it didn't even need to scare me. It was atmospheric, and I felt. I prefer, you know it's weird. I have a new one to add into this almost because of the fact it, it's not even horror, but I'm going to throw it in there as horror because of the way that it makes you feel. So right off the bat. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, right before we do it right off the bat, you did tweet this topic out, right? I sure did. We so we have a couple people inputting their okay. input. So what I want to say right now, look, we're gonna start off Mr. Ryan Turismo Sport. Oh no, he, I, I see that. Oh, your your grievances. Oh yeah, that's what Dragon's dog. For some reason, and once again, nothing personal on the game. Just not enough time. Okay, he did have an answer. I remember seeing the answer. Okay, so his answer is Red Dead Undead Nightmare and Last of Us are two scariest games I've played through since RE1 and 2. I tried PT. Yeah, no. So I wonder, does he say, does he mean he didn't, excuse me, does Bless he mean you. that he did not like PT or that it was rare, It was too scary for him? I'm trying to think. My list has three, maybe four games on it. PT is one of them. Oh, PT man, my, was not a mine's, game. Mine's longer than that, but that's, you, I'm going to cut mine down to series to an extent. But. Do you remember the first time we all played PT? We were all at my old apartment, amazing. and it was like six people. And I, I want to say that part of why PT lives so fondly in my memories as a horror experience is that, A, I do think that it is genuinely creepy. Oh, yeah. And I think that, B, the uncomfort, the uncomfort you experience by not knowing what to do and the anxiety that and came with that added to the experience. in that room was uncomfortable. It was amazing. It was such an atmospheric style of game that it really and the puzzles it's crazy that the i won't say puzzles because in a way they are well, yeah uh, but the method the solving the, the yeah, problem solving methods yeah the, the the design elements behind what you're doing in the gameplay aspects added so much to the experience it's, of horror that it's it's honestly it's, few few games have done it and i'm so sad that we did not get to see that game completely fleshed out I don't. I don't think that there's Hills. ever been anything but, in my life that has made me sad in video gaming as much as that being canceled. As much as that being canceled, maybe Kojima leaving Konami, but I knew that was going to be something bigger, be, be, uh, bigger and better for him. It's crazy, man. But you know, it's weird. I never played Undead Nightmare, even though I heard a lot of good things about it. Because that game I didn't, can. I did not like Red Dead. It can be creepy the way. Um, and this is going to tie into another one that will. St- well, I'm not going to spit all my list out, but I don't like the thing. I don't like things chasing me in games. That's Did, what really gets me. It scares you or like, it, or it gets on your nerves? No, it, it scares me. Because like, I, I know I'm what one running, of them is. I know what one of them is now. What is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, but when something is chasing me, it terrifies me. Like, even in real life, when I'm running oh, from actually, like, a, like a dog, like, even if it's a playful dog, it's like there's something like that like, gives me an adrenaline rush because I'm like, oh, no. It's your fight or flight. Uh, it's yeah, funny I, because we've already talked about one of the series and exactly that. It's such a tense moment. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but let's finish up some of the people who responded. I know this was actually late. We've been getting a little more late, and I apologize. But thank you for the ones who do uh, end up seeing it in time to be able to respond. Mr. Sean Sanarud said, think my scariest game is dead space it's funny everybody talks about that but he's talking specifically dead space one and i will agree that while some of the horror elements of dead space one did come from how claustrophobic the game was 
It was yeah. very corridor driven. Uh, certainly. Um, uh, and the, the enemy design, which he mentions, is also grade A. Amazing. 100%. I, I will yeah. say that probably some of the most interesting character designs I've seen, or I guess I won't say enemy designs I've seen, some of the most interesting enemies I've seen in recent like decade of gaming have been the Necromorphs. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the HUD design of that game, everything of that. Oh, of those the, games the HUD design so elegant it in is. a way that oh, adds to so much. Again, atmosphere. Right. Atmosphere is everything. That game would not have the atmosphere it did if it had a traditional HUD. Right. So since you said you're going to condense yours down since yours are longer, let me go ahead and get my last two, I guess. Okay. So what? let's let's hear all of yours as, as a list right now. Bam. So we already said PT because yes. that was an experience that I can't get back, which is what makes me sad. At least keep it on the mi- the marketplace. I, I will never understand that move, but let me just download. We can talk it. about PT for three hours um, if we wanted to, but so, let's, let's, so PT. What okay, else? so PT, Bloodborne. I, I debated so heavily putting that on there, and I agree. And I know, and I and I know why you're going to say it. It's going back to when. You come back and the world's so changed. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and spoil Bloodborne for those that have not played it. If you haven't played this grand masterpiece of a game, you need to. Um, You really do. And even then, it's not so much of a story spoiler of any kind in a way. It's an experience spoiler, but I don't think it's bad because honestly, even even knowing about it, I don't think it changes how weird it actually is. And it, it, it affects people differently. I've talked to people about this before and they don't find it scary at all. But there's a boss that you beat in the game called Rom the Vacuous Spider. And you have this stat this entire time called, um, oh gosh, what is it called? Insight. And your insight grows, goes up with these little items you can get. But once you beat Rom, you automatically gain, or you go up to 40 insight. And you get teleported back into Yarnum, and Yarnum now has a blood moon, and there are these big... HP Lovecraftian style creatures around the. Okay, ta- let's back everything. up for a second. So, if you haven't played Bloodborne, or if you have, let's just cause. Let's go out with the reason. So, the point of Insight and why it's even so clearly named Insight is that as you destroy these bosses, you that's gain typically when you get Insight. Is you destroy bosses, you are gaining insight into what's really happening in this world that you're inhabiting right and with the more insight you get the more you are starting to see that you were unable to see before the world how it really is yes and it's it's funny and actually a lot of it comes into a lot of things with the overall story like the the menzies things and all this stuff right. and, the, and the blood um all of this time together yeah. in a huge way uh and it's, it's really way. really crazy and really interesting and the way that everything comes together and the fact that the the blood itself that they're using for it's a it's a dude the story is unsettling in just even thinking about what it is if you want to get the rest of it, because you know what another creepy part is aliens they, yeah they actually do i'm dude, not gonna lie when you i remember there's a shortcut to get down to um what are those bosses called? The uh, the three the the Nazgul's that yeah, people nicknamed. Yeah. Um, you could turn left, and then there's just an alien body, and you're like, "What is that?" And you keep going. There's aliens, and you're like, "What is this game? Why is there aliens? Like like gray aliens in this game?" And they look so weird. But there there is a doorway. I think it leads. Oh, I can't think of the name of it now. It is the place you go to fight Rom. Oh, I can't remember the name of that area either. And it, it, you can also go to the castle in another direction off this area, but it's it's off the main staircase that leads up to Vicar Amelia. And you can go left to the village, or you can go right into the uh, to to where I'm talking about. There's a doorway, and I'm not too sure how it gets triggered, but 
Have you ever walked through that doorway and had the big Omnigala statue up and kill you? Yes. While it was invisible? Yes. That's what freaked me out. I remember I was playing. It was like 2 a.m. one night, and I was at the apartment by myself, and that happened to me, and I sit there, and I was like, what just killed me? So I remember going in that room and angling the camera up like there's nothing in here, and something is killing me. I'm like, this is a big enemy, and I can't see it. And that right there started to unnerve me. And then when I got back in... And you understood what it was? I'm a huge fan of H.P. Lovecraft stuff. And so when when you incorporate that into your games, then that is something I love. And that's well, something that the, freaks the, me out. Yeah, the design elements alone are, are so interesting. And the way that he kind of... I don't know. It, it is very odd. I think that Bloodborne's a really special game. And it's funny because I thought for the longest time that Demon's Souls was a special game. And in a lot of ways, Demon's Souls is a special game. But I think that Bloodborne shows... I think Bloodborne is everything Demon's Souls is and what the Dark Souls series became and more. I think Bloodborne is so well done and so special and unique that... I don't know if it could be topped if it had a sequel. If it's sequel, I know. That's the thing. And like I know people say the same thing about Dark Souls 1 and 2, but... um. But yeah, that and that sounds like a weird moment. People, I've talked, like I said, I talked to people. And I'm gonna like, be honest That's right weird. now. I thought Demon Souls' story overall was better than Dark Souls One, and I didn't play Dark Souls Two, but I did think Dark Souls Three was about on on par with. From what I remember in Demon Souls, I don't I don't really agree, but I, that's what I remember. I need that to remaster so to I can be play fair. It again. Part of the reason maybe because the story was technically not done. I don't know if I remember you telling me, but the game was a little incomplete, uh, incomplete, incomplete. But move on. So what's what's number I three? The, the final boss in that game was really what's number weird. three. Um, if you're done talking about Bloodborne, I, I am. So yeah, that one and the number three was Alien Isolation, <laughs> the creepiest game. You guessed it a second ago. That game I had, I couldn't play for like two hours. So I think the reason that you that you don't like that game is part of the reason or why you don't like the game why that game scares you uh why you liked it as a horror experience like why it actually got to you it's similar to why i feel so so strongly about outlast being a great game yeah outlast it really is is. my list and it's because outlast and i'm uh, even though i didn't play alien isolation i know you are powerless against alien still a late game yeah Okay, so but but the majority of what makes people scared of that game is the majority of the game. You are just in a situation where when the alien comes, you can you can you can find ways to escape, hide, but but that's it. You can't kill it, right? And it got almost annoying um, after. Like I said, I heard that from a lot of people. The The game goes on too long. Not 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 so much that, but maybe I was trying to play it and I was like, okay, I got like an hour before bed and I kept having to go through this area and sneaking and then all of a sudden I'd hear it. So I had to stop and sneak and then stop and then let him pass and then hide. And then like, I couldn't accomplish a lot in the time I was playing is what, see but that. on the days I had off and stuff, the free time, I didn't beat it, but um, I'm certainly going to go back to beat it one day. But that game, just the thing of something chasing me is what got me. Yeah, you hear and, it in the in the roof and in the walls. Well, yeah, that's where I'm going. So what's your fourth one? And then I'll talk about Outlast. No, no, that was it. So you go ahead what was the other one then? No, no, no. Bloodborne, uh, PT, and um, Alien. Alien. So you only had three. I only had three. I thought I had four. I was I was thinking of a third, a fourth one. Okay, well, I'm really touch more, and mine's a little more general because I do want to say there's a couple of reasons why they're all different. That's why I, 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 speared, uh, I filled mine out the way. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about Outlast. Uh, Outlast is on my list specifically because of similar reasons of what I was talking about. My favorite part of Outlast, and I'm not saying no games did it before, none that I actually played had, um, and I played Outlast very late. I played it like two years after release. Did you? I thought you played it at the same time Seth nope. did. Played it? No, I played it two years after release, and I played it on computer. 
That's right, because you had Whistleblower. And I should have played it on PS4 because I really wish I would have gotten trophies. Yes. I may even go back and play it because I like the game that much. Before I had one, we took SPS4 in the living room, and I played it in there, and it was super fun. The game makes you feel helpless in all of the weirdest ways because all you can do is run and hide. Right, yeah. That's that entire game. But that game builds tension in ways that almost no other franchise I've ever seen does with absolutely no weapons. Because, you know, sometimes games will do the, oh, like Dead Space. would be like, I'm so frantically trying. Like, some of the fear comes from, like, I'm Resources going, I'm going to die. These things are coming after me. They're they're getting so close to me, but I can't shoot them quick enough. Because I don't have ammo or something. Yeah, but you know that there is an end, technically, eventually. Even if you're just in an area, there's an end. And Outlast, there almost never is. You just have to outsmart and get away from them. And that's the only, and it's not even done for good. If you ever go back in the area, sometimes it's just temporary. And you go back and they're still there um, the, with the way that game is set up to an extent. Some things do stay permanent. Right. Um, but I think the atmosphere, going back to that design a- a idea of, of how a game makes you feel while you're playing it, I think the atmosphere of Outlast is very good. And it comes down to very similar things of another game where they use lighting in such weird ways because the camera builds more atmosphere in that game than most games do in there by themselves. The camera's use of the uh, night vision mode and your, yeah. relu- your reliance on the night vision mode and batteries to power the camera that gives you night vision mode. And your if you're not very good at resourcing and finding your batteries, then you really have to play a struggle of when do I use my night vision versus when do I not because of the, the how many batteries I have. Uh, and then my favorite thing is that at one point the game kind of forces you to do some stuff that I'm not going to go into. But again, the game just built atmosphere in such a weird way and made you feel helpless in all the ways that I loved. Some people didn't love the ending and I'm not going to go into the ending because right. I still think the game's fresh enough that some people haven't played it. And mm. it was an indie game. So yeah. A little off the radar for some people, but Outlast was an amazing game. Um, next up, because if it's for similar reasons about Outlast, Doom 3, which is weird because a lot of people are like, Doom is supposed to be this action game. No, there was all some, of my some time, moments in that All game. of my time with Doom 3 was just, I was so tense. Yeah, and there's scared. certainly moments. And it was because of the way they did lighting in that game. Yep. You would see the darkest hallways and then just one flickering light. And you'd be like, that is terrifying. And I do not know what's coming for me. And the demons in those games. And the were demons. Really good. Oh, man. That game was. And they would I just. just bust, I hated the uh, game engine. Events. Oh, yeah. You know, or not even the game engine, but just the visuals. But the, you, can, you can't clean. say the game engine because, to be fair, they were very. They were super shiny. Yeah. But what was that? Unreal? To, uh, I don't even know. No, that was like. Quake engine or something. I can't remember. Well, I thought that was no, a real engine. I thought it may have been ID Tech. I don't even remember. I think it was oh, ID Tech. Oh, yeah, because it was ID um, that made the game. ID Tech 3. I'm pretty sure it's what it was. Either way, uh, the way the engine set up is fine. I mean, whatever. But to be fair, for as much as that engine made the parts of the game that were lit well look bad, yeah, it made the parts that were lit very ominously look even yeah. more scary. I agree. The it game was, was certainly scary. Uh, so there's that. You have one game on the list, though, that it just makes me laugh. Really? I don't know how that, that game was not scary to me at all. Condemned? No, the one below it. Oh, Until Dawn? Yeah, that game was... Well, we're talking about horror games. It's not scary, but it's a game to me that the experience wrapped around what it is... Okay, I'm not going to say it's not scary at all, because I'm, I'm not even going to say scary. You're That game did a great job of portraying tenseness... By yeah. adding in motion controls and stuff, like you know, when you had to stay still and you couldn't let your you couldn't let your light take outside of the boundaries, like yeah, it had the it had the that shape was super of the cool. thing. Which 
I now I now realize that there is a spiritual successor out. Let's not go too deep in case. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go too deep. But also, I'm just saying was that was a month. that was a gameplay uh, aspect. Until Dawn was free. Yeah, well, until Dawn was free last month or the month before, which is super weird. They should have saved that for October. Either way, I don't care. Until Dawn's a fantastic game. Yeah, uh, that that's a game that's just a good recent example, and I think more so because you saw thrillers and stuff from the people at uh, Quantic Dream. Uh, but this was taking the Quantic Dream idea and style of a narrative-driven game with multiple choices um, and took it in a way that I thought was so amazing. And even though it was kind of started life as a B-horror movie and still had some of that traces in there, had good plot I think that it. movie, uh, I, think, I think the game did a real job, a, a really good job of not going too far into the B-movie thing to where it gets too cheesy. Right. It was done really well, and the performances were amazing. And what was cheesy on purpose was meant to be campy, and it was done well. Yeah. It never crossed the line either way. Right. Uh, and it had cool lore. Uh, so, now that we've talked about those, I'm just going to go ahead and say as a general thing, Resident Evil has always done a good job at being scary. Of course. Or, yeah. like I said, we've already talked about 4 and why I love it, because it is a game that fa- the, that, that rode that line between being actiony but also still really terrifying. The best, the best one. Uh, and a lot me. of the reasons, because stuff chasing you and things that you can't kill, like the Iron Maidens when you get there, and you're like, oh, yeah. what am I supposed to do? The Berserkers were ridiculously unnerving. Yeah, so Resident Evil 3 is another game. I think Resident Evil 3, and it's, it's weird. I know everybody kind of stands on different. A lot of people talk about 2, and a lot of people talk about 1. 2 is... Two I is- think... Okay. Three was the best example of that camera setup of the one two threes uh, to where the camera led itself to being kind of scary. Uh, did you ever play Nemesis on PS One? Uh, no, fantastic game. I loved it. Uh, but so the Resident Evil series is obviously on there. Even though five and six didn't pull me in the same ways and weren't quite as memorable, but seven sure seven. Did. The reason it's memorable, it's so funny. I can't even talk about that game separate from VR because. Everything about that game is tied into my experience with VR. That game is so terrifying because I played it with VR. I don't know if that game is near as terrifying without it because I've only played it with VR and it's so ridiculous. Okay, I played the demo, to be fair, without VR before before VR was ever really talked about with it. Uh, I did play... Yeah, because I did too. Yeah, I played the demo, but when I'm talking about the real game and everything you're getting into... Everything is intensified. I mean, every and, and it's funny because you get way more emotional pull and real fear out of me. And like real, like when dude, like there's a part early game that I, I'm no, I remember. You made me play it. You you watched me for my reaction. It got me a little. Oh my god, dude! Just something about the way that it like felt like it was really coming towards me. Yeah, and like I really like I winced. I was like, the whole VR experience just it just needs to become much more mainstream for horror stuff. I tell you, man, it is without a doubt the best use of VR I've, I've personally had to date. I did realize that I had a fourth one, and it, I didn't realize until you said Resident Evil. Because okay. it made me think of Evil Within, which made me think of my fourth one, Silent Hill 2. You know, I expected that because we've talked about it loosely yeah. before. But when you didn't put it, I was like, maybe he didn't. No, the the soundtrack for that game is incredibly spooky. The lore for that game, I, but I will say it's not a, it's not on my list for a reason. Um, well, I played it. I played it at a much younger age. I played. I it, couldn't get far. Don't get me wrong. I like the game, but the games are hard. A yeah. There's a lot of puzzle crap in those games. That's really like, okay, how the hell do I get through this? Um, but I, but I mean. I played that game really late. I was like probably 13 when I played that game. I was about the same age. Um, I couldn't get far in that game at all. Really? Uh, I played I played it my first time on PS1 when I was like 7 or 8, uh, maybe 9. I might have been But a I couldn't bit. get very far, just like Kingdom Hearts. I ended up having to come back to it at a later date. To I be might have been a little bit older. Somewhere. It's but, funny. The, the, the reason that made me go out and rent that game was that 
Big Seth had downloaded a demo for his original Xbox oh. for Silent Hill Four: The Room or Silent Hill Three: The Room, and that game that game had some weird stuff in it too. Yeah, I don't know. Silent Hill Two is definitely like I understand why it's on anybody's list. Yeah, we've already talked about PT. No need for me to talk about that one again. You do have two more interesting entries. It looks like okay. So which uh, real quick the Fear series. Now, three didn't pull me in the same way, but Fear One and Fear Two Which is crazy are so me. interesting to me because they did a, they did a, such an interesting job of trying to show that this was horror with you being this big brute military guy. Like, here I am, okay, I, I have all this stuff, I have technically powers. It's like, oh, this is cool. Your little focus mode that let you slow down and stuff. So you felt powerful in the game until bam, almost in your way, and you're like, whoa, right? What? And that game did so much by making you feel scared of this nail guns of this little games. girl, yeah. Somehow, and the way they pulled into her. Now, everything about the first game was creepy. I loved it, and it was a, and because it was such a different take on horror at the time. Because Fear was a very early 360 game, and I did play it on 360. Yeah, that's where uh, I played it. Fear Two, I played on PS3, and Fear Two upped the action a little bit, made the combat feel even better when you had shooting, but it made the scary stuff so much more scary to me. And I don't know the the overall package of Fear Two. I don't even like talking about it too much because it is honestly a fantastic game. If they remastered Fear 1, 2, and 3, I would buy it. I would too, yeah. I, I like the nail gun physics that. in that game to yeah, staple that, enemies yep. to walls. Yep, which is actually very reminiscent of the of the rivet gun in, Death, in Dead Space. Yeah, I'd never use it for that except like by accident. Man, and did you ever use uh, picking up their, their limbs and throwing it back at them in Dead Space? Because you can shoot their limbs off, pick their limbs up with your kinesis, and then, and then throw, throw it back. back. At them it wasn't and, effective, was it? No, it was. No, it was. I thought I remember it being not that effective. That's why I didn't do it. Because it was basically the rivet gun without having to have a rivet gun ammo. Hmm. No, I don't remember doing that at all. Yep, I loved it. So those are two games that I, I think, again, if you haven't played either of the Fear games or any of the Fear games, really, um, that it's a series that has just a lot of potential, and I really wish that it would have – I wish 3 would have pulled me. And I don't know if it was a time and place thing. Uh, it had great shooting mechanics, but I just couldn't get into the game itself. Right. Uh, and it was such a weird thing because I loved 2 and 1. I loved 2, and I liked 1 a whole lot. Uh, that it just blew my mind. My last game on my list is actually another 360 game I played because it was back when I was poor and Mr. Devin Cummings had it. Uh, and it was actually when me and him first started being friends. I walked over to his house one day. I was like, hey. And I was, he's like, oh, it's got a 360. So I just started watching him play this game. Uh, and then I played it. The game... The sequel was nothing as good as this game, but did you no, ever play no. Condemned? Yeah, I did. I, I rented it or I borrowed it. Did you beat it? No. Okay. No, I didn't get far in the game at all. Of what you played, did you get to any parts that made you feel uncomfortable? The subway areas, if I remember correctly. Okay, I, the subway area was pretty creepy. Did you ever get to the part where you're in the shops uh, and you're walking around in the in the inside shops and there's little windows and you can see the mannequins and the mannequins pop up behind you as you continue to move? No. That sounds creepy, though. Dude. And this was in 2005 or 2006. I was losing my mind. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I'm walking and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, there's some mannequins. There. Don't be wrong. Resident Evil 7 has touched on this a little bit. But this is when I say like, dude, this is like seven or eight mannequins that you're looking at. And they're in a store window. And you're like, okay, the mannequins being there themselves already a little creepy from an environmental standpoint. But then you start walking away and then you hear a noise and you turn your camera back around Bam! Right, right there, in your right face. In your that face. is creepy. Yeah, I, don't, I never got to that. And even then, the whole game is like based around like some weird cult crap going on. So the general that's everything that's creepy. going on is just creepy. That is always and creepy. that's why I want to say I haven't played Outlast two, but I have. I really want to. 
Even yeah. though I've heard a little bit of mixed things, and it's hard to come off of a game like Outlast uh, being as interesting and new and fresh as it was, I still give Red Barrels props for trying. Uh, and I, I want to play the game and see what I think of myself. But that's it. Okay. Uh, I think Condemned's really cool. Uh, and I like I like Silent Hill, too, but I didn't beat it. Uh, I was just I was unable to beat it. Did you beat it ever? No, no. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a pretty hard game. Uh, I wish I could go back. But everything I could, you said, I actually do agree. I think it had very creepy music. And for it being a PS1 game, it looked pretty good, even when I played it really late. Uh, but the fog was a little overused. Well, like two years um, even ago, though, to be fair, that's part of the whole Silent Hill stick, which I think was also it was. an idea formed by the limitations of the console. It was, uh, maybe not that last <laughs> part, but um, I tried to emulate it on my computer like two years ago, and it didn't work out quite well. You should try it with the uh, HD packs. Is that what you're talking about? Because people, yeah, people uh, read on that game with 1080p textures. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was trying to do. I've debated something... it because I've I've always wanted to beat the game to understand if because even though I think it's a great horror game, maybe me not beating it is why I don't I can't understand exactly. I mean. I I understand, but maybe it's why I don't have a personal yeah. reference to it. And um, I couldn't extract a certain file try when I was trying to emulate that. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Emulators are a weird thing, but it's just you know the nature of consoles. It's just nice to be able to play a game like that. Definitely a PS One game with better graphics and the emulators run pretty well. So and then you don't have to try and find a PS One and a PS One. Or actually, you know what? With Silent Hill Two, that was PS One. Yeah, P- Silent Hill Three was PS Two and Xbox. I thought Silent Hill Two was PS Two. Maybe unless I borrowed Chase's uh, PS1, which I did a couple of times to play PS1 games. It may but, have come out on multiples. I played the PS. Uh, I played the PS1 one. Yeah, yeah, dude, certainly too. Oh, look, yeah, look no, at the box I didn't. Art. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I was like that box art. I was like that. I can remember that being what. That's what you should do for. Uh, that, okay, yeah. Maybe so next week. PSX. We'll have to see about that. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'm remembering the wrong game. I wonder if I'm remembering Silent Hill One. one. I know I played Silent Hill One. Now you're gonna get done about the movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna go on all that then. Well, the movie so, was actually pretty. No, decent. the movie was actually good. Even the sequel wasn't awful. It wasn't near. And they good used the, the right soundtrack one. too, which is cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Saul, I think we're just about done here. We sure Thank are. Thank you for coming, even though you had a crazy late work day, and then you have a crazy late work day tomorrow. I'm gonna go to sleep tomorrow. Or I'm gonna sleep. Until now. next week, Saul. This has been episode 31. Thank, Thank you, guys. You.